0: This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid.
1: And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life.
0: Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, sand. It's everywhere. Plus, you're going to hear biz
2: roar. Teresa is a brand new person, and we talk to writer, artist, and author of graphic novels and other kinds of books, Ben Hotkey. Woo! How are you, Teresa? And before you answer, I must say, there's something different about you. You,
1: I look beautiful. You look beautiful. <laughs> you look beautiful. You look
2: happy. Uh-huh. There is a non-pregnant glow about you. I want to say there's a glow about yeah. you, and I don't want everybody to like flip out. Yeah, there's just pregnant. like a a, a there's like a
1: non-pregnant. There's it not? You like that? There's should, a glow. We should always <laughs> specify. <laughs> uh,
2: there's a glow about you in a non-pregnant way. Uh, so, what's why? <laughs> what are you? What's so
1: great? Um, I know I'm not allowed to be happy or have any fun. That's but... right. But <laughs> this is a show about repeated parenting misery. Uh, I went away over the weekend without kids. That is, I don't
2: even know what that is. Yeah. I have not. That has happened yeah. for me once. Okay, in the entire six years we have had kids.
1: Yeah, you mean with your partner, like with my partner? Away. Yes, yes, with, with my Stephen. with Stefan.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we've done it before overnight. Yeah. Twice or maybe three times. I think we've done it three times overnight. It's like a unicorn. This weekend, this past weekend, it was two nights. It's
2: like a unicorn. We did
1: two nights. So That's we went amazing. away Friday night and then came back Sunday morning. Wow. So we had Friday night, Saturday night, and like all day Saturday. Yeah. Um, and it was great. Of course, it was.
2: (laughs) Of course, it was great. So funny, you had texted me last week saying, "Hey, I'm going away for the weekend, so I may not be, you know, around for email or text." Yeah, we were in the
1: mountains. We we had no reception. I did not know
2: that that meant without kids. So I was like, "I really hope you have a good time. You deserve this good time." And all weekend I've been thinking about you with kids. And when I came in today, and you were like, "I didn't have kids," I was like.
1: Wow, of course you had a
2: good time. That's great. You
1: know what? I like deliberately didn't tell you because I almost like didn't want to jinx it. it. Like I didn't want your enthusiasm like before it happened because I just didn't want, you know what I mean? Parenting jinxing is real. Stefan doesn't believe me. I had to be so casual about it. Yeah, "Yeah, we're just going away. And then I knew I would tell you when we got back. It's like like, you can
2: never talk about your kid sleeping well through the night because it's going to fuck up that that moment or whatever. Like parent jinxing. Yep is a thing it's a thing. It's you cannot totally believe in ghosts you cannot believe in whatever you don't want to <laughs> but you can believe in the jinxing of yeah. something good a good streak oh, in yeah. parenting oh yeah absolutely for sure <laughs> well i'm so glad that's so nice yeah
1: thank you was, that's great it was lovely how are you
2: uh interesting so uh so a few 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 things happening uh-huh. Uh, in the Lawrence household Okay One uh, I have my second surf lesson And I'm just going to share this Because mm-hmm. I don't know If I can get to the show Without going Ah so I, uh, in being incredibly amazing and cool guys, learning yeah. how to surf, yeah. I've definitely bruised a rib. Oh. <laughs> and I've never done that before, but I feel like, like I was telling Teresa, I felt like all my, you know, beat up action heroes that mm-hmm. I love who are always complaining about their ribs and they can't, you know, it hurts to breathe, it hurts to bend, mm-hmm. it's all those things. And sitting sucks. And so I'm sitting here, oh. sitting and breathing, like, uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: we, should get you, we should get you up on your feet. So you can oh, like just Samantha walk around. around. Oh, just like I could. Walk for like a
2: stand up. Would that like, make just... me one closer step to Samantha B? That'd be fucking awesome. So, uh anyway, so that's happening. I'm you working know through the pain, I'm guys. i I
1: just have to say, I, I happen to think that like getting hurt. Doing something like outdoorsy <laughs> is like the coolest thing ever. Like, if I like ever like fall even, yeah. while hiking or something, and I get like a scrape, yeah, near, like I get bruised or something well, like right. that. Like, it makes me feel really like, well, it's like the kid. I've like, done something. Yeah, it's like, like summer knees. That's yeah, what we call yeah. them in the house when Katie yeah, yeah. Bell's knees are
2: just big, bloody, stumpy knees. Yeah, summer legs. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like. No, I totally agree. And I actually have been going through this thing in my head as I wrestle with. Oh, this like this. is this, like a bad hurt. Like, am uh, I going to be okay getting oh, back up? You know oh, what I mean? Like, well, I yeah. want to. Is my confidence shaking? And it there is a little bit like, well, what would I advise Katie Bell to do? Ooh, and like, you yeah. know. So anyway, that's not what I want to talk about. I'm All just right. letting you guys know that I am suffering for my coolness. Oh. Uh, two, this morning, breakfast. Yeah. Ella's got a little something caught in his throat. Oh, so no. he just threw everything oh, out. Oh, no. So my morning was, well, there was oh, a lot of no. vomits. All over things. Oh, God. And I read just vomit mornings are just a bad set-off. And K Bell was definitely yeah, hard, in one of yeah. those, like, I don't know what to wear. And, like, was, like, an emotional high morning. Like, it was, like, oh. emotionally sensitive kind uh-huh. of, like, a lot of crying over, oh. you know, things yeah. that are important to her. Yes. But that I'm, like... Get over it, but I'm trying to not say get over it to my six year old. Right. Uh, A vomit. You know, just it was like one of those more, it was literally one of those mornings where it was really impossible to get out of the house successfully. Uh, But we did it. So that's a thing. Uh, And I think what motivated us through is that Katie Bell, as we all know, several months ago discovered Fight Song, that song Mm -hmm. (laughs) that many of you know. People like me who keep listening to Jackson Brown or Paul Simon, <laughs> whatever, not aware of popular music, but now I know fight song really well. Uh, Katie Bell has now discovered uh, a, the Katy Perry hit, Roar, from maybe two years ago. She, like, did the Super Bowl halftime. She you gotta hear me raw. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. Anyway, whatever. I've now listened to it over 85 times in the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. We just keep playing it over and over. Again, I guess it's good that she's into, like, anthem-style, I'm Very Powerful songs. Mm, That's good. so We get amped. As we go out, you're gonna hear me roar and stuff. But you know, I don't know. It was just like one of these mornings. We're like, that's what we're doing. And I'm not feeling very roary myself, despite yeah. hearing that over and over. And again, there's just like Stefan looked at me over the weekend as she's like really asking, can I can have this downloaded. I really want to hear the song. I want to have it, you know. Uh and it's just we're getting there. We're shifting. She's we're sh-
1: growing up. She's growing
2: up. Yeah. And uh yeah. Uh, wow. She's she, gonna be seven. She'll be seven, but all her friends are already seven because yeah. she's like her birthday falls weird before the. She's still in this right grade. Yeah, but she, she always goes in. She's young, right? That's yeah, Simon. Yeah. yeah, and so he'll never five. have the birthday yeah. during the school year.
1: Yeah, but like I'm just saying, seven to it's me. Big. Feels like way bigger than six. I don't it's know It's big. Why. It's it's, it's just, big.
2: Wow. It's a lot of like, and this is where, you know, kids are starting to be kind of like dicks. Oh. You know what I mean? A little of that like butt out of it, stay out. Uh, you know that kind of stuff is uh. just like. Well, so like this morning. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to derail, but like this morning, tough day. Uh, I'm helping the teacher get something into her classroom and I go down to where the kids line up and there's a playground. And I can see Katie Bell sitting there and something's not okay. So I go over. Are you like, you okay? And like two of her friends are kind of in front of her and they're like huddled and like whispering. One of them's all right. Like one of them's all right. The other one, like it, it could be the day of the week where that kid doesn't want to be friends with you. Right. right? Yeah. Like she's an unpredictable kid. Yeah. And Katie Bell says, they're telling me to butt out of it. And I'm like, what are you, what are they yeah. telling you to butt out of? And Ellis has already taken off across the, <laughs> you, play, you know, like it's really yeah. hard to be emotionally supportive for your child yeah. when your other kid is just gone. So, you know, it was one of those things where Katie Bell was asked a question by one of the girls, maybe or maybe not. But she answered. Yeah. And that's when the other girl was like, butt out. Uh-huh. Right? It was yeah. like really upset Katie Bell. And it's so hard for me not to say Well, tell her to fuck off. I I mean, really, I just want to be like, tell her to go fuck herself. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. But instead, I'm like, I'm trying to find the six year old words for that where it's like, you know what, Katie Bell, this just may be a day where they're just going to be rude to you. Yeah. And maybe
1: let's find something else for you. So, you know, let's just say
2: next time they do it, just say whatever.
1: Yeah.
2: When you're ready to talk to me, let me know. Yeah. You know, you got your other friend who's just showed up who wants to talk to you about something she did this weekend, which is awesome. Focus on your other friend. Yeah. Stay with the people who want to talk to you, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but it was like, just so hard to not be like, just oh, tell sorry. her to fuck herself. I, know. I, just, I want to say I so know. bad. Hey, go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> when you're ready to stop
2: fucking yourself, come back and we'll play. Uh, speaking of fucking yourself, <laughs> that, could, that could be a segue to so many Anything's, discussions we yeah. have had on the show. But today, we're going to talk about Something that is currently the bane of my existence. Sand.
1: Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are
0: talking about you.
1: Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice.
0: Miss and Teresa's children
1: are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yeah. Sand.
2: Seems like a like an obvious topic that we probably shouldn't share on the show. I think it's a
1: really funny thing that this is actually a topic.
2: (laughs) I think it is a topic.
1: Okay. I'm just gonna start with
2: my personal thoughts on sand. Great.
1: I'm ready. Okay.
2: Sand is definitely one of those ones. Uh We're gonna have listeners who don't have kids yet who are gonna be exactly where I was Mm -hmm. before kids. Sand who gives a shit about sand. Uh-huh. It's sand. Yeah, It's great. Yeah. Probably fun to play in. Yeah. I probably want some sandboxes, you know, yeah. for my kids. Yeah. Take them to sandboxes. Take them to playgrounds.
1: Go to the beach. Go to the beach. Be barefoot in the sand. Have some sand. Yeah, There's
2: nothing wrong with sand. What could possibly <laughs> be wrong with sand? Sand is great. Uh, then Katie Bell played in sand uh-huh. as a kid. Like, you know, she, they hit around like two. Yeah. Right. And you suddenly find yourself out at playgrounds and you're playing in sand or you're going to beaches or like whatever. Or maybe you did buy a sandbox or build a sandbox and now you have sand in your yard. You you do this and then you're like, Oh, there's so many things that make me crazy about sand, which we'll focus on a little bit uh in a second. But what I, I what I want to talk about right now is then she stopped playing in sand.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Around five. Mm-hmm. We just weren't out at sand places. She was in school. Yeah. Not a lot of sand at the school. Mm-hmm. So I stopped thinking about sand.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And now Ellis is playing in sand. Mm-hmm. Sand has returned to our house. And I, it really, again, having two kids with a four-year age difference mm-hmm. really proves repeatedly to me how much I just stop wanting to remember things about <laughs> What my first kid went through. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, potty training, I don't know. I'm sure that just happened at some point in time. Yeah. You know, switching to a toddler bed, it just happens sometime. I don't I don't know how I did it. I don't know. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. You know, being a picky eater, or whatever, that'll like, you know, yeah. and sand is definitely one of those things where like It's like like opening a closet and there being like a ghost in it and you've just forgotten that your house is haunted. Like you just like, you've just been living in the house forever Uh and there's not like, you never think about it. You never think to not go in that closet and then two years later you open the closet and you're like, ah, I forgot. (laughs) This thing exists. That's kind of where I am with sand. (laughs) Uh, Did you have an opinion of sand before sand entered your life? This is like, this is, Did you... I, I
1: continue to just find <laughs> this to be hilarious. It's but, like um, talking about a cult. Before yeah, Sand entered your life. It sounds life. like we're actually talking about something else. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not using sand as a code word. <laughs> but, but no, we're just talking about sand.
2: It's just sand, guys. Uh, uh, there's probably sand somewhere on me right now. Oh,
1: I'm sure there is. Were, were uh, in my bag, the, were for Were you sure. at the beach yesterday? I was at the beach yeah. two days
2: ago. Okay. So sand right. can come from many places, oh, guys. Yeah. This
1: is the, the thrill of it's sand. It's like DNA. You know, <laughs> we like leave our DNA everywhere we go, supposedly. <laughs> there's like sand. Oh, it sand hurts everywhere. to laugh. Uh, all right, sand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so for me... Are you
2: cool with Santa, Teresa?
1: I kind of am. I'm
2: about to reach over and go banana.
1: I know. Um, Well, here's the thing, though, because like I grew up not too far from a beach. Mm. Like I grew up in Northern California. It's not like a hot sunny, like Southern California type area, but it is a coastal area. And there was a very sandy, huge sandy beach, uh, that was about half an hour from my home growing up. And so we used to go there a lot. Okay. And, um, I love the beach. So sand to me, and then like summer vacations, like if we ever went anywhere, like we went to Hawaii a couple of times when I was a kid, like any, any time we like went to the beach, it was always, like the best because yeah. I got to hang out with my family and like do fun outdoor stuff. Oh. and like the, the summer, beach is the best. The beach yeah. is the best. And the summer you're like hot and like yeah. there's like the salt water smell. Yeah. And like after you've been at the beach all day, your hair kind of you're has all that. exfoliated. You Nature's like, little exfoliator. Yeah. yeah. Got, like sand kind of between your toes. Oh, yeah. And like it's just sand happens to be one like component of that whole sense memory package sure. for me. Where that is a good feeling to me. And yet, I totally also have those feelings of if it gets in my house, like a lot of it, that's a problem. That's hard. But like, there's a good, there's like a general good, sunny feeling that goes Uh, with sand. Yes, it is. Okay, no. All right, let me go back and say, yes, I do also love sand in that
2: sense. I, the beach, every time Steph and I ever take the kids to the beach, we're like, why the fuck don't we take them to the beach more often? They yeah. can play for hours. Yeah. They love this. This is so nice. Yeah. And like, or you go to the park and the sandbox again, they can play in it all day. Mm-hmm. It is, there's something about sand that as a kid yeah. is just amazing to pick up and amazing. mold and like yeah. dig and like all that stuff. I mean, yeah. both kids could play for hours in it. And I love going. Yeah, It is just that weird afterlife of of sand. Totally. After you've done it. Right. So when you're
1: done with it, it yeah, is not done it is. with you. <laughs> I can,
2: but you know what? I didn't even have this on my list of things that made me crazy about <laughs> sand until you were talking about it. And I can remember as a kid going down to the beach in Alabama. Mm hmm you know, for vacation, and you'd be playing on the sand and playing in the ocean all day, and then you'd have to, like, literally turn your swimsuit, crotch, oh, your yeah. swimsuit, inside it, uh, out, because yeah. it was just, like, two inches of sand, right. had like, gathered in that weird yeah. little fold that's in the bottom oh, of a yeah. lady's swimsuit. Oh, yeah. It's just like a big sa- It's like a sandbag. Yeah. You've made a sandbag. Yep. Uh, So that was... And there was, like... So getting sand out of places. Oh, yeah. Uh, And as... So that leads us to, like, what makes me crazy now is with the mm-hmm. girl... Getting sand out of places, just stick him in the tub. Right. He's going to wash out, right? But, like, Ellis the other day, we come back, and I'm getting him ready for his bath, and we've had, like, a million diaper changes, but, of course, there's still sand.
1: There's still sand, like, in his butt. In his butt, and, like, all over his penis, and I'm just like, like is that going to get in there? You know, and he, if if
2: that thing is open, guys, if his penis is out, that kid is touching it. Right. He
1: Like every stereotype, everybody. Well, but I just you say
2: pre-parent. I was like, that's a stereotype. No, it's not. No,
1: it's not. Yeah,
2: it is amazing. That all of us aren't blind. Anyway, so like, I just so much so, but like, because I know nothing about penises. Right. Not having one or growing up around them, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, don't want that to get in the thing. Yeah. Could that cause, that seems like that would cause backup somewhere if that got in the wrong does place. It does seem like that would be a problem. Right? Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's a thing about sand. Uh, <laughs> the end. But sand, it gets everywhere all over your kid. Yeah. And you keep finding it, like, again, hours, if not sometimes days
1: later. Yeah like in the hair or back Simon in... at the when we go to the beach he can't stop himself from shoving his head in yeah. the sand and like with wet hair yeah hair's so, so his hair like if his hair's dry you know you can kind of get it out even though if there's a little sweat yeah. But like if your hair's wet with like salt water yeah and then you shove your head and you're rolling around in the sand yeah like it's so in there it's gonna be there for totally like a week for like, like a week and this is like not even beach sand this can right. happen in oh, like, yeah. like parks well, so here's another thing I want to add about the di- okay. So beach sand and park sand. So there's synthetic sand, yeah. Which if you want to go to a bad place, yeah. There's like all this stuff on the internet about it, like having chemicals. In oh, it don't tell and me like, that. Yeah, for real. Yeah, and so and then there's so then there's this whole thing about if you want to have a sandbox at home, yeah. Are you gonna get synthetic sand? I Are you gonna even get know. natural sand? Oh my God, the natural I didn't sand know. has bacteria, and the synthetic sand has chemicals i mean there's all these things so it uh, ah uh, i would know. never have even thought about yeah, it i would have gone thing. to the hardware store
2: I and know. said i need playgrounds like like sandbox sand And then I would have just dumped it in there, because eventually, it doesn't matter what kind of sand I put in there, eventually the cats are going to come and piss in it. True. So, like, that's that's why we don't have a sandbox. True. Like, the first time we ever had, like, a random bag of sand, like, somebody, I guess (laughs) I was living under somebody (laughs) at our first house in California, and they had, like, sand for some reason. She's an artist. She had sand for some reason. I was like, hey, can I have some of that sand? And she was like, yeah. And I had, like, like, like a tub, like a small, like like a, you would mix paint or something, like a big tub, and I filled it with some sand to like Katie Bell, like stick her feet in and dig in it, yeah. and like B yeah. was just like out of nowhere, yeah. was just there. He was like, for was me? Like, oh, this is, for is me. this for me? I'm like, For me
1: ah, to poop in. Yeah. For yeah. me
2: to poop in. <laughs> so... Uh, no, I had no idea yeah. that sand could kill you as well.
1: It must I, be able to. I, I When I like <laughs> started reading about that, I was uh, like, I'm going to stop reading. Yeah, I don't good. know what to, it, Fucking sand. My kids are going to play in sand. It's going to be some kind of sand yeah. because that's what's at the park and that's what's at it's the beach. It's already full of like, kid pee I don't even and, like know. ice cream cones and, like, yeah. everything else. I don't know. I can't...
2: Know. That's a lot to think about. I know. that is. Everybody stop thinking about <laughs> it right now and think about when you... You come home from your kid being around sand, and you take their shoes off, Mm -hmm. and you shake out the shoes. Shake it out. You shake them out. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of sand right outside your door, which is a bad idea because somebody's going to walk through that sand and bring it in the house. Anyway, shake it out. Yeah. And then the next morning, you go to put your kid's shoes on and, like...
1: There's still sand. A ton of sand comes it out. It gets, like, under the insoles or something. I beat that shit I know, together. And I, like, and then I, I squeeze them yeah. and then I, like, open up the insoles <laughs> on the sides and there's, like, little pockets yeah. where it gets in yeah. there. And the, there's no way. It's just in there. You're not
2: getting sand ever out of those shoes. Then the hair. Just to go back to the hair. Yeah. That... Sand, even if it's just dry sand, like <laughs> yeah. deep to the. And Katie Bell had all that fucking curly, oh, yeah. crazy thick hair. Yeah. That is just. It's just yeah, it's there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, despite however often you wash it yeah. and brush it yeah. and like <laughs> scream at it or whatever, it's just there forever. And then I find it in the cribs, and then I find oh, it yeah. in the, like on the changing table. That's the worst because you're yeah. like halfway through trying to change them, and some disaster and sand's like just raining down. Like it's like uh, we I went to go pick him up from preschool. Mm-hmm. have this amazing sand area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to get him up. He's laying there. Finishing up his nap. I always go in. He's always awake. I pull back his blanket. And they you rest with their shoes on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I pull it back. And the bed's just like his little Coat cot. It's just full of sand. <laughs> so I pick him up. Uh-huh. And I, he's like, Ellis has pooped. And I'm like, that's thrilling to know. I'll yeah. go change you. Yeah. Take him over to their changing table. I have to take the shoes off. which right. just dumped sand. Know. I then pull the pants off, which are also Sandy. somehow full of sand. Yeah. Then the diaper... Full of sand. And (laughs) then I'm just like, I'm putting the diaper, the new diaper on, but it's just also going to be full of sand because the sand, like it was just raining down. And then I'm like, how am I supposed to clean up your changing table? Right. This is covered in sand. I'm like, do I just sweep it on the floor? I know. Stick it in like. I
1: know. The preschool should have like an outdoor shower for kids (laughs) before they come back inside (laughs) after the. Well, that's
2: just It's like, even if you hose yourself off, somehow you're still walking through sand. Like even if it's your own yard and oh, right. you like hose yourself off, oh, yeah, absolutely. you just, it's just stuck.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and also if you wash off, then like anytime you get near sand, it's going to stick to you stick again. To you. So if you just wait till you're dry, you can kind of like shake it it's off. It's sort of better. like when
2: rice falls on the floor yeah. or like small pasta yeah. that, like the kids are eating and they throw on the floor or yeah. whatever. I'm like, I'm not sweeping that up. It's yeah. still sticky. It's yeah. just going to, it's not going yeah, it yeah. to do it. I got to wait for it to dry. wait till tomorrow morning. Yeah. That's much easier to get up. Yeah. All right. I just want to say that despite all this, uh-huh. I still fantasize uh-huh. about building a sandbox in the backyard. Me too. With like a cover so the cats don't pee in it. Yeah. Right. Like go Pinterest, Sam DIY sandbox. Mm-hmm. There are some beautiful like look, it's got kind of like a little bench and a little mm-hmm. a little tarp over the top, and you can. Hell, some people take old tents mm-hmm. and fill them with sand, and then you just oh. zip it up. And unzip it, and I'm like, that's fucking genius.
1: That's right. Genius. Especially because then there's sun protection. And there's sun, but you're just
2: using your old tent and filling it up with sand and zipping it up. I mean, you're just going to have to want that there forever. But so that leads to (laughs) the things of like, how much do I want sand in my yard? Right. Because, like, you go online, everybody goes online at some point in time, and it's like, I need
0: a little water table for my child to play in,
2: right. you know, inside or outside, whatever yeah. your idea is. And they always have the ones that are split in half. Like, this this table, you can put water on one side and sand on the other side. Yeah. And before kids, I would have been like, done, bought. Yeah,
1: that's cool. And
2: now that I have children, I look at that and I think, All that water is going right into the sand immediately. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to scoop that sand up and stick it in the water. Then how am I supposed to like, that's just like, it's not like it's mud. You know what I mean? It's just like water sand. So when it's time to like dry this out, how's that? Or they're going to take all the sand and just dump it in the grass.
1: That's it's what I'm talking about. And then you just Anytime have, like, I have sand, my, I know that my kids are going to take it out of whatever it's yeah. in yeah. and just spread it around. And then it's gone. It's gone. gone. Yeah, yeah, and then it's gone. And it's everywhere else.
2: Yeah, and then you're walking through yeah. it because it's grass, yeah. and then like you don't know yeah. when it's going to yeah. get of here. And you.
1: once it's in your yard, it's going to be in your house, too. Yeah,
2: and it's not like it's you can mow it. up sand. yeah, It's just there forever. But you know
1: what people say, though, like, yeah, I just accepted the fact there was gonna be sand <laughs> sure. for like a few years. Yeah, but it's still really awesome. So like, yeah. I'm curious about that. Well, that's you know? like
2: pretty much all of parenting, right. isn't it?
1: Yeah, like, so I know. It's like decide which. Is this, yeah, it's like decide but... which thing you're willing to tolerate. We'll try. You know? And
2: like... I, as we all know, we can all tolerate a lot, guys.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, especially I mean... if it's occupying our kids <laughs> and like giving them joy, and they look really adorable. That's
2: right. I will say that I have avoided that uh, magic sand. Uh-huh. If you've ever come across What's the thing the magi- called magic sand. Is that
1: the thing that sticks to stuff? It's
2: like, no, it doesn't stick to it. It uh-huh. just stays attached to itself. And oh, so you can shape it. It's uh-huh. called magic sand. It's like at all the like, you know, learning stores. Yeah. Or if you get like the toy catalogs with learning toys. You always come across magic sand. And I kept thinking, A, my kids are going to take that and dump it on the ground right away. And then yeah. there'll be no magic. And B, this is probably going to be sand everywhere. Guys, it actually is not bad. And like a spring break freak out. Uh, I was at the learning store. I don't know why I have to keep calling it a learning toy store. I
1: like it when you give it that voice because... Like it's even a- though it is toys for learning, it's still just <laughs> fucking toys. Oh, no. So it's like it's a little a annoying. That- Anyways, I the one where you go in and go, I
2: should be homeschooling right. my kids. Yeah, or there's you're no like, question. Oh, my kids
1: really need, need this. this because yeah. this is really gonna help them like <laughs> expand the what they know
2: oh, and no. what they- I could do. My kids would be so amazing. Yeah. At destroying yeah. this toy. Yeah. Like that's like whatever my vision is yeah. for them. Those toys always turn out to be the thing that never teaches them anything that towel to crush. <laughs> anyway, but I got it because Ellis right. had stopped by the little table and was yeah. playing with it and I yeah. touched it and I was like, you know what, not bad. I had a, like a long, one of those long, shallow storage bins. Mm-hmm. Dump some of that magic sand in there. Yeah. That is a consistent joy for the kids. Oh. And even if it falls out on the ground, yeah. it stays clumped together. That's you just kind of amazing. And actually, I just will throw that out there okay. for I'm those with a super out. hot summer coming and don't yeah. want to leave the house or your winter down the road. Yeah, the magic sand. You don't have to get a lot. Like they sell. So it like it's
1: in, you use it inside.
2: Uh, we can use it inside, yeah. but we use it on our porch a lot. You know, okay. but like it doesn't. The bin is what they play in, but Mm -hmm. even when it falls down, even if it falls on carpet, you can pretty much pick it up and put it back in. It stays pretty good together. Okay. So, like, even on the floor, it's just, I don't know. know, It's probably full of toxins. Ellis already ate some. Uh, All toys are. Yeah. He's a superhero now. But I just throw that out (laughs) as we wrap up our discussion on sand that this isn't the worst sand experience we've had, and, and you don't have to get a lot of it. It was not bad. Cool. So, sand. Sand. That's it, guys. (laughs) You're welcome for another deep, insightful discussion about things we deal with as parents.
1: To Maximum Fun, the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. All sponsored by Grazex, the latest grass replacement pellet from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. Find us at
3: MaximumFun.org or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. And if it's not clear, this is a comedy podcast. Beef out. <whistles>
1: wow oh my god oh my
0: god i saw what you did oh my god i'm paying attention wow you mom are a genius oh my god that's fucking genius
1: so do you remember before (laughs) iphones when we had yeah you do yeah i do (laughs) and we we had like digital cameras sometimes like you you could get like a little we have them in the house yeah okay and like i mean i know like People who are really into we don't use that. There's a pile of digital cameras can- in right. our house. Yeah, so Jesse and I had that. We had like two like leftover digital cameras that we didn't know what to do with. They'd just been sitting around. Yeah. Um, and then Simon has gotten really interested in taking pictures and nice. wanting to use my phone. And so, um, actually it was my mom's idea to like, let him use her old digital camera when we were visiting up there. And then when we came back home, yeah. I was like, I totally have one of these. You can just have it. He's four and a half. You yeah. can figure out how to operate it. yeah you know, I just showed him like simple things about it and he's loving it and he's just going around taking pictures That's and great. you can take video with it actually too yeah. so been taking little videos and they're so funny and cute and i just like we have like a small memory card but yeah. every like Day or two, I just upload the pictures onto my camera. I mean, onto my computer, so that we yeah. can like save them because there's a lot of really nice things. Yeah, and then he just takes more pictures, and it's so much fun. And I feel like really good that I'm recycling this uh, electronic. It's great, stuff and that... he's like the perfect age for that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Good job.
2: Thanks. Uh, I. We, because I knew we were going to the beach and because I've been going through this phase of like, we need to be more outdoorsy, just like in general, as a family, as we want this. Uh, I have been overthinking uh, easy pop-up tents to take with you, like for sun protection and stuff like that. Uh, And I, again, overthought it way too long, but finally went with one that is really easy to use. It's big, but all of us fit in there really nicely and I got it. It's like literally, yup lift and pull a string and it's up and, it's and up. we took it to the beach when uh this weekend mm-hmm. and it was great i mean it was such a nice place and to have it, like, give
1: you all shade. it gave us shade could The kids play the kids could in play it? in it yeah. and they could Ooh.
2: uh play and i bring a quilt to throw down yeah, yeah. you know because it can get hot yeah and, the sun. and i was like you know windows that come down and you can go up Ooh. you know like little shades like a tent except it doesn't Close up the it front have four right. walls. Yeah. And cool. it was so easy to put up. It was like you just pull a string and it's folded up. And the kids, we've been popping it up in the backyard the last two days oh, as well. Cool. And they have been oh. having a blast in it. It's just That's like a place awesome. for them to go. Yeah. And it didn't involve a lot of setting. You know, boop, you're up. Yeah. Boop, it's down. It was great. Oh
1: man. Good so job. I felt like a genius awesome.
2: with that. Thank you.
4: Hi ladies. So I just had to call with a genius. So my four-year-old son is—he's—I um, think he has some kind of sensory issues when it comes to food. We're—we're <laughs> we're trying to work on it. He was great when he was a baby. I thought, oh my god, this is awesome that I have a little boy who eats anything. And then we started on finger foods, and he eats nothing. He survives off ketchup and chicken fingers, <laughs> and pretty much that's it. So we've been trying to work with him now that he's a little bit older and, you know, trying to get him to at least try stuff, which he does. But I decided that like a lot of little boys, he really loves cars. Anything with wheels, really any anything at all with a wheel
5: on it, he <laughs> loves.
4: And so we set out dinner last night and I put, you know, everything that he wouldn't eat and then a few things that he he might try. And then I took. An entire line of cars, planes, trains. You know, I think there were like seven different things. And every time he took a bite, I got to, I would move. I would let him, first of all, let him pick. And then we would move the thing to the next section. And it was like a race. So he ate his whole fucking late the whole thing i can't even tell you that has never happened i seriously walked around so smug the rest of the night like look at me i did something right because we have really been struggling so i just wanted to tell you guys that maybe i can help somebody else another mom because I know the struggle is real. So, anyway, <laughs> thank you. Everybody have a good day. Thank you so much. Bye.
2: Aww. I love this. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. I feel like this is, like, the genius I keep having, like, uh-huh. myself, where I'm, like, Ellis yeah. is eating something, and yeah. it's because I did something, like, totally dumb, like, yeah. this, is a, this isn't this is a meatball, it's a fireball, or it's a dragon ball, or whatever, you know? like oh, you it's know. it's not dumb. No, but you know what I mean? Like, where you're, but, yeah. like, but it's silly yeah. that something so simple right. could work, yeah. and the true elation that that woman felt oh, yeah. when her... Her kid ate everything on the plate. I love that she was like, I walked around so smug the rest of the day, you know? That victory! You
1: fed your kid.
2: Your kid ate it. You did it. Good job. Good job. Such a good job. Failures.
1: Fail, 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 fail. You suck.
2: Fail me, please, Teresa.
1: I have a new type of car seat fail. Hey! Um, <laughs> hey! Woo! We're all familiar with the one where you just don't buckle your kid in. <laughs> we already know about that one. That's that's old hat. Yeah, guys. We're aware of that. Um <laughs> that happened to me uh, maybe a year ago or something. But um the new one is so Simon's car seat, it's like uh it's kind of like a booster seat with a <gasps> back. Like yeah. it goes all the way up. And the way that it's attached, like, it, they don't want you to use the latch for a kid his big, his, as big as he is. It instructs you to use the shoulder belt, like, right. through the back to, like, buckle it. But in Jesse's car, Simon uses just a regular booster seat where you strap yourself in with the shoulder belt. Yeah. And so he's used to unbuckling himself with the the shoulder Yeah. Car. And so I guess he unbuckled the shoulder belt on his booster seat in my car, which was actually the thing holding, holding. the car seat into this into yeah. the car. Otherwise, yeah. it's just a big chunk of metal that weighs 25 pounds, like sitting, resting on the car <laughs> seat, you know. And um, I had, like, heard it, like, shifting around a little bit while I was driving a couple times and thinking, like, why is it, like, loose or something? Yeah. It's really weird. And, like, I go to check it one day after we've been driving around. And, yeah, sure enough, it's just not buckled just in not at all. In. It's just sitting there. Nice. He's just been sitting and totally strapped in, like, <laughs> you know, with the five-point harness and everything? Yeah, like, yeah. Fully, like, like, I feel like if we would have crashed, he would have, like, catapulted Like the ejection seat the from, ejection like, seat like, yeah, like, right, on. just, like, the whole chair yeah, the goes. whole chair, <laughs> yeah, with child inside. So thank God I like noticed That's I guess I like strapped him in and now I have to check every time I guess ah what a joy yeah
2: but just let him ride in the front seat Fuck it
1: <laughs> uh, probably be safer than what I was I
2: know, doing right I <laughs> know uh, I this is very simple mm-hmm. simple fail guys we have a you know on the freezer door an ice and water dispenser mm-hmm. and a lot of times when I'm filling up the kids sippy cup not sippy cups the kids uh, water bottles to mm-hmm. take for the day I push, the ice won't go into the cup because it's just the wrong size opening of the cup for the ice to right. for you to use it like you would a regular sure. glass. Yep. You push it and the ice falls on the floor. Right. So I just put my hand under it, mm-hmm. push it, and let the ice fall into it and then I and fill it up. It into That's great. Cup. Yep. I didn't do that this, this weekend. I just, my because it's just been like this l- world that I live in, I just stick my hand right into the water one and like, <laughs> like push it in I, like just water fills up my hand, like, and you know, and it's one of those things that when it happens, you're just like so surprised right. that you don't even pull your hand away. Yeah, you're just like, what's hey, that, what's going on? Something That's wrong like a with really oh, why is the ice right? Like I'll just, it was just, like, I took my hand away, and like, I just actually <laughs> was laughing yeah. hysterically yeah, outside, really and I was like, hey, I got my fail stuff in for the day, <laughs> just that. So you know, uh, and then I got in a car and drove people. Right. Because my brain was right where it should be. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that's it. Hello. So I have
3: a fail. Um, my son is nine weeks old, so I'm still kind of getting the hang of the whole breastfeeding thing, going out in public, all that good stuff. So I bought this really adorable um, nursing shirt. I'm going to try to explain it, it's like a t-shirt. Um, got a little tank top underneath and then you like it's got like, these panels that cross in the front and you can just like lift up the fabric move over the under tank top like expose your you know your breasts and then feed and then you kind of like cover everything up so I said I'm really quickly at home we were going to go out do all these things it was great so I fed him and he fell asleep and I was like oh great I'm just going to stick him right in the, the car seat so I just Go do my thing. Put my son in my car seat or in his car seat. Get everything all strapped in. I grab everything. Get him in the car. We're going. Get out to a parking lot to go get some coffee. Um, you know, just putting him in his in his car seat, getting the stroller set up, walking in, and a elderly grandma runs up to me, and was like, "Oh my gosh, honey, your boobs are out." And I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Like, you know, laughing it off. Like, "What? What are you saying?" She's like your
5: boob is out.
3: Sure enough, look down and there is there are my tip. Well, one tip, my right tip is just hanging out. I live in Hawaii, so it was pretty hot. So it didn't actually, I didn't feel like a breeze or anything. Oh gosh, yep, that was the worst. So, anyways, awesome, doing an awesome job. I thought you guys are great. Keep the show up. Love it. Bye.
1: I love this, like, elderly woman yeah. angel, like, yeah. come into her rescue before she goes into the coffee shop, which yeah. I think probably would have been worse. Oh, yeah, for right? everybody to be like, yeah. slow
2: clap, yeah. yeah, as you walk in, uh, you know, like, they're trying to get your name for the cup, right. and they're like, you're a bo- topless, topless woman, We yeah. don't need to know your name, yeah. your name is boob hanging out. <laughs> Right. It is. We actually, you know, we get. We, it's been a while since we've played yeah. a boob hanging out. Yeah. They, we certainly get plenty of boob hanging out calls, but I realized not since the woman had been like, they'd gone on a road trip and were like at the travel stop.
1: Oh, right. Where
2: she had breastfed and then was just like walking around yeah. with her tank top down yeah. and just like boobless. Right. Yeah, we're just, it's just a good reminder. We just aren't, really people at that particular moment we don't I mean like we're people but like we're a different person in that moment like your body and your mind all those things aren't working together (laughs) quite the way they're supposed to uh so I just love it I love it you're doing a great job you are. but you are a personal
1: yeah that's a uh, personal personal fail fail. (laughs) yeah you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I Teresa. Love yes,
2: you. let's call a parent. Great. Today, We are calling Ben Hatke, who is a writer, artist, and author of graphic novels and other kinds of books, including Zeta the Space Girl, Julia's House for Lost Creatures, Little Robot, and soon to be released Mighty Jack and Nobody Likes a Goblin. He's also the host of a new podcast called The Galaxy of Super Adventure. Welcome, Ben. Hey, hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us.
6: Thank you for having me. This is a treat.
2: Well, before we get into all the treats, let's <laughs> let's ask you what we ask all of our guests, which is, who lives in your house?
6: Oh, my gosh. Um, who doesn't live in my house? <laughs> uh, might be a good question. Um, let's see. Who lives in my house? My wife, Anna, lives in my house. Uh, my daughter's five live there. That's angelica zita julia ronia and Ida. i'm sorry it's uh, in our mouths i, I swear every angelica time Eda, julia I... ronia and Ida. no no i got them all yeah and then um uh the cats pia and black malkin <laughs> um, and then like uh a lemon tree lives in my house <laughs> and um so, if you count around the house a, a flock of chickens
2: I, uh, that's amazing. I, just, Teresa and I both just, I, I swear, <laughs> I was telling Teresa that I, I really thought you had four. Four daughters because, oh. because every time I have checked your bio, like we first, and we'll get into like the discovery.
6: of And yeah, the back of most of the book says, say, four daughters. Well, your four Zeta, daughters
2: I is, think Zeta.
6: To, to a boisterous pack of daughters.
2: Yeah, but like Zeta, I feel like they were only three or maybe
6: two. Uh, yeah, three probably. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's so like every time I check, there's like a new daughter. So I really wasn't expecting the five. They, how? How? Well, congratulations! Congratulations! <laughs> You've got more daughters. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. And the, 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 our, our baby Ida, is just is like the best baby. Uh, she's so easy and chill, and it's great. <laughs> See, this Uh,
2: takes me back to my theory. I'm
6: still making books faster than babies,
2: so. (laughs) So. All right, well, I want to get in uh, to your work, and I I feel the best way to do that, I wanted to give a little history of of how we came upon uh, you and your work, and, and that was through one of your first graphic novels, Zeta, the Space Girl. And I'm a comic book lover of way back and enjoy graphic novels, but I hadn't found anything right for my daughter, like either who was at the time five, just about to be six, and everything was, you know, either my comic books, which just involved a lot of, like, violence I wasn't ready to get into explaining to her or like just right, right. or just depictions of people where I have to keep saying, this is like a fiction, it's not how people look, you know, like, over and over. Right. Or they were all my, like, super depressing 20-somethings going through a midlife crisis in New York graphic novels that uh-huh. definitely she was not ready for. You know, she turned six, and a friend of ours gave us... Zita, gave her Zita, and she gobbled it up, both of us sat there and gobbled it up like that over two days, and it was just as she was starting to learn how to really read, like reading was really connecting with her, mm-hmm. and she's read all three of those repeatedly, and you know, we did our first, you know, Zita costume recently, and she runs around in it all the time, and she really... Oh,
0: that's awesome.
2: Yeah, no, it really is, in fact, awesome that she now has this like, superhero. And we've been able to... I've really been able to use Zeta a lot of times when we talk about things that she's going through. Like, you know, Zeta made this really hard decision to go back and and help these people as opposed to just helping one friend she wanted to help everybody she could help. And we we talk about these themes, which I think come out through graphic novels and comic books, which is what has always appealed to me about that genre. Uh, And I guess I just... I wanted to get a little bit, since it was one of the first things that, you know, that you wrote and came out, I wanted to ask you a little bit about how would you describe your particular fit or, or genre uh, in what you write, and uh, why was you really your, one of your first characters this young girl?
6: Well, uh, the, actually, the origin of where Zeta came from as a character is, uh, kind of a, is, is also my uh, love story of, in my family. Because it has to do with how I met my wife. Mm-hmm. Now I just gave away the end of the story. I was <laughs> supposed to start earlier. Uh, so in college, I met this really cute girl. And um, she had these, co- these little uh, notebook comics that she had made in, in high school before we met. And they were Zeta the Space Girl. <laughs> and, um, and they were funny. And I thought, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make like, I'm going to develop this and make it a whole comic book for her and impress her. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it totally worked. I made this, like, really crazy Zeta the Space Girl comic book. I gave her, like, this outfit, and the, but there was all these other elements in there that I, like, threw in that are definitely not part of it today, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex and a cape, and it, it was full of time travel and all this stuff, and it was just really weird, but it was, I guess it was charming enough because she, she did marry me, um, and so I was like, yes, comics. Um, that, that, that was great. And then Zeta sort of, Fell by the wayside, you know, as we're doing different things, get like different kinds of works, and I, and I was doing uh, a lot of freelance illustration and design work, and then uh, my friend Kazu Kibuishi, who also he does, I don't know if you're aware of the Amulet books, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So he he does those, and that's they kind of sit in that same space, that kind of middle grade like adventure space where you can get like a really serious cool story, but it's you know kind of all ages. He was doing a, a, a webcomic called Copper at the time. And this was in the times when we, um, there was a message board called Flight where a lot of artists were sharing their work. And it was like my first real artistic community. He was doing this webcomic called Copper, and one of the reasons he said he was doing it when he was chatting around was that uh, he wanted to like, kind of hone his, his skills of telling you know a, a words and pictures story like this in a very short space. So he was doing these one, um, one big page comics. Hmm. So I wanted to do something similar. And I, came, I was like, well, what will you do you?" like And I came back to Zeta after all that time. And, and, and she got younger and she was traveling and, and the world kind of grew around her. And I was really doing like one or two page comics with her to try to get my own skills up in, in storytelling. And that was really my only goal it, it, with this webcomic was, was, was kind of self-peaching and then, um, but then slowly and surely, as I did that, I started getting like people w- were interested in, in publishing, you know, yeah, um, and so it like kind of kind of drifted that way, and it can't kind of like so I signed up the zeta books uh right when there was um right at the beginning of of the kind of resurgence of the graphic novel, as everybody was interested in them all of a sudden and we had the like in the back of the third zeta book, you can see Anna in um our first zeta comic. yeah that we made for her <laughs> yeah.
2: well, I wonder you've got. How, how having this house full of daughters, how much does that, do you find that that actually influences your work, especially like in a field where it can really go awry or, you know, for, for uh, girls to have, you know, positive, cool role models, and for boys to have cool role models that happen to be girls, which I think is is equally important.
6: I I feel like the feedback that I get from the Zeta books is that it's, I mean, I'm, and I'm glad I don't, I, I get a little nervous about books being classified as a boy book.
2: Yeah, I do, yeah.
6: And it does seem that, that Zeta gets equal interest from boys and girls in schools based on, you know, the feedback I'm getting and, you know, parents saying, oh, my son loved these books. And, and they, they don't even say, like, oh, my son loved these books, even though they're girl books. Right. Like, oh, yeah, my son loves your books. And, and I get, I think I get about an equal amount of letters from both girls and boys. Probably a few more from girls, but uh, but it's pretty split, um, which is nice. Um, but having my having my girls at home is um, is has been really really good in in a couple ways. And um, the, the the main way is that I have like a an audience right there. like yeah. they, do, they do check up on my work a lot, and so <laughs> I get an immediate like before it even goes to my editor. Oftentimes, I'll find out from them if if a joke like doesn't make sense or if a plot point doesn't make sense or if something's especially confusion, confusion is the best thing yeah. that, that if they're not getting it, then I need to be more clear or, you know what I mean? The other thing, that, the other like more technical reason that it's cool to have these girls is that um, I have a, a range of little models <laughs> that I can grab because I do a lot of like for a lot of bookstores, like I'll do a lot of like reference poses. I'll just like put um, photo booth on the thing and be like, okay, uh, this is this gesture. Um, Um, It's really good to have, like, especially for the the robot book, Little Robot. Yeah. The little girl in that book, my my daughter Julia was about six, I think, when I was working on it. And she was just the right size. So there are a few parts of that book where I was like, Julia, squat down with this stick. (laughs) And I just copy that, like, to get the little kid squat just right. Kind of copy that over and stuff like that. So that's been very... Very handy. Well,
2: let's so, talk about nobody likes a goblin. This is something you've got coming out uh, next month. No, two months from now, like in June. Oh, uh, yeah, June seventh.
6: June seventh. Yeah,
2: 7th. tell us a little bit about that because it's not a graphic novel. It's a children's book, correct? It's a picture book. Yeah, Yeah, picture book.
6: Yeah. And so I've yeah, it's a picture. I'm doing a lot. I'm I'm got my feet in a lot of different mediums right now, but I'm loving picture books. I've kind of fallen in love with picture books. Uh, I had My my first one was Julia's House for Lost Creatures, which went really well and seems to be well received. Nobody likes a goblin. I feel like I sort of personally cracked the picture book code for myself a little bit more. Because uh, it it, it, I'm having a much better time reading it aloud to groups. Uh, mm. and, and getting, like, uh, it, it reads aloud better, I think, than Julia's house does. And it's about a little, um, I played a lot of Dungeons & Dragons, read a lot of fantasy books. Um, <laughs> And in these stories, especially in Dungeons & Dragons, it seems like the goblins are like the lowest level bad creatures. Right. And why are they bad? Nobody ever tells you why they're bad. They just, they're bad. And you go into a dungeon and you just kill a goblin without even thinking about it. <laughs> loot the dungeon and run away because you're the hero. And so I just want to do this story about the goblins, like a story for the goblins. So it's um, a, nice, a little goblin who lives alone in a dungeon, mostly alone. And he just takes care of this little dungeon. He has one friend in the dungeon, and his friend is Skeleton. And Skeleton <laughs> lives in the treasure room, and Goblin visits him every day. They tell stories, but there's a big pile of treasure. And Skeleton's got kind of like fancy armor. Skeleton used to be somebody, we get the impression, <laughs> you know, back in the day. When he, when wasn't he was a, a skeleton. <laughs> right, when he wasn't um, a skeleton. Yeah, and so they, you know, but then these adventurers come, and then you've got the wizard and the, 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 the dwarven warrior and all these characters, and they come in and they just... they. Just make a mess of everything. And (laughs) Goblin hides, and they take everything, and they take Skeleton, too. And so Goblin goes out in the world to look for his friend, and his neighbor, who is a troll, says, be careful out there, nobody likes a Goblin. And he goes out in the world. (laughs) It's kind of a quest story to find his friend, and he finds out that, yeah, like, a lot of people in the big bad world really just hate Goblins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh and I don't know I, want to get I can tell you the end of this
2: thing. no, no, we don't want to ruin the end I, okay, but already okay, so I'm just like... Find out,
6: well, he does find out who loves a goblin, but you'll have to find out. <laughs> um, but it was it was incredibly what I'm liking about picture books is um, the format, the simplicity of it, the carving away of everything With longer graphic novels, you have room to do asides, to experiment a little bit, but a picture book's almost like poetry, you have to strip everything away to the. Because, you know, you only have like 32 pages to tell this story. And you're thinking of parents who might be reading this over yeah. and over and over again. And you're like, I want to be kind to the parents. Um, Where the Wild Things Are is a perfect picture book. It's like 300 words, 312 words, something like that. And and you can recite it and you don't feel like taxed by this.
2: Yeah. Know? Nice. Well, there's you also have another book coming out that I thought was interesting, uh, Mighty Jack. Yeah. Uh, which comes out later, and it, I think it falls back into the graphic novel uh, genre. Yeah, yeah,
6: that's in the fall. Yeah, and but, Mighty but Jack is. Um, Mighty Jack is is uh, pro- is in the same um, probably area as Zeta, except maybe slightly older.
0: Yeah, but
2: it,
6: slightly more thematic stuff going on.
2: Yeah, no, it's interesting. It's it's clearly. <laughs> I don't know why it took me a second to catch on. It's uh, it's clearly like a sort of a Jack and the Beanstalk sort of. Uh, reference. But what I find so interesting is you've got, uh, you know, Jack, who's got a younger sister, Maddie, who's autistic and doesn't speak, and a single mom who it's summer and the mom's got to go work two jobs for the summer. Uh, and, you know, he's just sort of in charge of Maddie. And, you know, that sort of leads to the adventure. But this is these are some spe- very specific themes that you don't actually come across in a lot of books, uh, graphic novels, in my opinion, in particular, the this, you know, life of the single mom, the, right, right, right. the yeah. having a sibling who's autistic, and just sort of like all these elements coming together. And I guess I was just wondering, why the story with these elements?
6: Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's just, I think it's also an effort to just like put in all these uh, things that are Um, not necessarily in my own family, but in in my my circle of life, right? Right. Um, Like, you know, a lot of these characters are are mashups of of several different people that I know. And in so doing, like, like you say that, like, the characters are combinations of people you know, but uh, the best characters, like, I think, start out as combinations and aspects of people you know, but the more you write them, the more they just become themselves. Yeah. So I don't know... Um you know, like Maddie. I love Maddie. They're like her she's a great character. I just like love all her motions and way of thinking and you know, way of interacting with the story. But she's not like she's just a she's all kind of a you know, wide breadth of experience all kind of condensed down.
2: Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. Uh, well yeah. I I don't and, know. And I think that compares nicely things things to like, how our relationships are with people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah.
6: Just knowing so many like really um strong, great mothers who who have, like, kind of overcome all sorts of different stuff. I don't know. Something good about that.
2: Yeah. uh, Well, I want to wrap up on one last question, and that is, what were you reading as a kid? And, like, what would you recommend to people who are trying to, besides Zeta, uh, to start off with, which is my first recommendation now to everybody, for kids to start uh, reading uh, young kids in terms of getting into graphic novels?
6: Ooh, in terms of getting into graphic novels, because I read everything as a kid. There's so much now. Like, I really love... Um, I, like, I try to like, think of ones that maybe aren't as, as immediate picks, because, like, you know, like, Kazoo's books are everywhere. Uh, Smile by Raina Tegelmeyer is, you know, everywhere. You can easily find that. Very, very good books. Um, but there are uh, some that, that you might not see in every library collection, like uh, Around the World by Matt Phelan. It's a story of uh, three stories of people who, early circumnavigators.
0: Oh, cool. So
6: what else was there what is really, really good? A bone, of course. Um, bone, um, you know the Bone books uh, out from Boneville?
2: No, no, um, no. These are all, you got to, some oh, of our okay, listeners okay. may it's, not be it's, as familiar. Right. So it's, you're...
6: it's what kind of opened, actually, a lot of us feel like Bone is what kind of opened the doors to, to this new wave of really amazing graphic novels for for middle grades and for the younger sets um and it's a it's a big spru- it beca- it starts out like really really f- like almost slapstick um but it becomes this huge, huge sprawling fantasy epic so it becomes like our tolkien so definitely that, and you can find all kinds of collections of that. Yeah, that's pretty good, huh? Isn't no, that's
2: awesome. No, that's awesome. I mean, I think you know, for those of us who are, are who enjoy them, often it's it's a lot easier for us to be familiar with it, and uh, I think. The joy, why I always recommend them to people, especially with people who are struggling with reading or learning how to read, is I think it's uh, such a wonderful place to—you can can enjoy these stories with just the images a lot of the times Mm -hmm. and then slowly start to add in— uh, you know the reading with them, and it's just like it's just an interesting way to get your brain to take in a story on page.
6: That's... Yeah, I had that in the front of my mind with little, like usually that's Yeah, accurate. exactly. I'm just trying to be clear, but with little robot, I had the fr- that in the very front of my mind of like this is specifically for very early readers of whatever age. Yeah. So they can have like a hundred and thirty page book that tells like a you know a a meaty story, yet you know. You can get it without the words, and the words themselves add almost just another layer of richness to it.
2: Yeah, exactly. I don't know; it's just very empowering for kids, and I think it's uh, uh, just a great genre to start introducing people to if they, if they aren't already familiar with it, and even if they are. Again, a lot of us just read those. You know, our graphic novels are based on you know midlife crisis and you know, yeah. graphic novels. So, well, there are
6: plenty. There are plenty of awesome adult graphic novels. Oh yeah,
2: too. no. Absolutely, but not where I'm starting my kids off. Um, Ben, I just want to say thank you for joining us. My daughter was literally bouncing off the walls that I would be speaking to you today. Uh, you oh, were awesome. T- Tell her
6: Zeta costume is fantastic.
2: I it? will. I will. Like you are stuff. a total celebrity in our house. Okay. Uh, and uh, we will hook everybody up to your website, as well as how to get a hold of uh, your books and the podcast. Uh, awesome. For people who want to get further into discussions about graphic novels and comics, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And you guys actually do tackle, you know, I, I think some interesting things for those of us who are sort of wrestling with, Our love of uh, that genre and how it has applied or affected, you know, how we parent, how we become adults, you know, that kind of thing. So it's it's always a good that's a good discussion as well. Uh, so again, thank you so much for joining us.
6: Thank you for having me.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Have a
6: great day. Make make a girl go.
2: Did you see that? You that was really fun. Yeah. I do, you know, it's <laughs> I really do like graphic novels and I really do like uh comic books and that whole genre of reading and I have found it to be so amazing as Katie Bell enters this world of reading. Mm-hmm. Do you guys read uh graphic novels with the kids? I mean like anything like that. Do you have like books where there aren't a lot of words? Like there's um a couple of books we have talked about in the past that are just regular picture books, but they have no words. Mm-hmm. And you're sort of telling the story. We as have a you, couple of those. Yeah, yeah, which I think is very similar in line to to that world and has just proved to be really interesting as a parent when you sit down and you're like, oh, there's no words. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell the story? Yeah. yeah. It's like a, just like an interesting way to get your brain thinking, which I yeah. really like. Um You know what also is an interesting way to get your brain thinking in a different way (laughs) is to listen to somebody have a complete meltdown, just publicly, just out in the world. Mm -hmm. Let's listen to a little mom have a breakdown.
5: Hi, Biz and Teresa. I've got a rant for you. Here it is, midnight. I'm just about to fall asleep. My husband stands up in the bedroom and just vomits. Everywhere, like five times. We have carpet in the bedroom, and he vomited in one like spot more than anything, and it's so so soaked. I just spent an hour and a half cleaning the carpet, the bed, stripping the bed, you know, starting the laundry. In the meanwhile. Vomited in the toilet, the sink, and the tub. So I've also cleaned the whole bathroom, part of the hallway, stopped the dog from eating the garbage. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the middle of all this, my one year old has woken up twice. So of I have gone to console her, quiet her down. And I made up the bed, fresh sheets. I love fresh sheets. <laughs> I just love fresh sheets uh, got him four pillows four four pillows. I have one pillow and I'm going out to the store in order to get him some anti-nausea medicines some ginger ale Gatorade, whatever the hell he wants is what I'm getting him. And as I'm walking out, he took my pillow. <laughs> I just, I'm so upset and I know I shouldn't be because he takes such good care of me when I'm sick and really every day. But, um, I just, you know, I'm going to come back, and I'm not going to have a pillow. And I'm on the crappy sheets, which I don't like, and I just spent, by the time I get back from the store, it'll probably be two and a half hours of my sleep taking care of him, and you know that I'm going to have to be the one that's up at 5 a.m. with the baby. So, that's my rant. I absolutely love this show. You guys keep me sane. Thanks. Bye.
2: This is... I... Okay. First off, when I was playing this, uh, Steph at home, like, listening to calls, Steph was like, is she calling you, like, right now, like, as yeah. she's about to go to the store at, like, yeah. 2 in the morning? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she is. is. She yeah. Somebody just took her pillow, yeah. and she has no one to say... My fucking pillow, guys. I just want this pillow. And she has called us, which is just, again, a reminder of what that number is for.
1: Yeah. You know. She's calling us instead of, like, having it out with her super sick husband. Husband. That's right.
2: That's exactly right. the, The marriage saver. Yeah. But, like, I so... Get this. Yeah. It's that moment. Whatever the moment is, whether like it's every kid that's been sick or your husband, is, sick, your partner is sick or, you know, every appliance just broke, you know, like in the house or the toilet just backed up all over the floor, whatever. Or like even this morning, you know, Ellis vomited all over the table and all over everything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's these things happen and you mom up and you just this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And I'm going to take care of all this stuff. Yeah. And I have this one pillow that's going to be mine when I come home, and then it's gone. Like, whatever that pillow is for you, and you know they're not taking it out of spite or out of meanness. They're just out of their fucking mind, and they're just grabbing things, you know what I mean? And, like— But that like heartache moment of loving everybody around you, Mm -hmm. understanding that this is part of what you do, is helping and stopping and the laundry in the middle of the night and the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. And that is just what we fucking do. Mm -hmm. Right. And we do it out of love and we do it out of care and kindness. And all of these people are nice to us all the time and they deserve all of that care. They deserve all of your time and your kindness. But at the same time you just want your fucking pillow. Yeah. Like it's just like the one thing. It's like yeah. your one nice thing and then it's gone. <laughs> and it's really upsetting and yeah. it's really valid to be really mad that you're not about to get your fucking pillow when you come home. Yeah. And I get I get it. I get it. Just use some other pillow. Take the pillow away from that. Go get the couch. Sleep on the couch. Like, what I get it. I get yeah. that there are probably solutions to this. Yeah. Fuck those solutions. <laughs> those solutions <laughs> are fucking worthless in this moment. Mm -hmm. In this moment you just want your pillow. And I am so sorry. Yeah. Vomit on carpet is just like it's a
1: whole nother level. You deserve a lot of trophies right now. You deserve
2: like 17 trophies, I believe. Yeah. That's the number. Is the number. You deserve 17 trophies. Yeah. You just you are doing such an amazing job yeah you are what did we learn today teresa i'm not sure we learned a great deal on today's show today is definitely a sticker category <laughs> we have a new category of show sticker category
1: yeah uh it's kind of like we just hung out today yeah just you know what I mean. about sand like we're just <laughs> hanging out we're not we're not here to like do anything special nope We're just here. We're just here, guys. Sometimes
2: that's the best that we can bring uh, to the table. We showed up. We showed up and talked about saying (laughs) half the battle. Uh, We did learn that taking time for you and your partner or yourself or you and a friend or whatever, it is still super important and can be a game changer. Mm-hmm. and it is okay to allow yourself to take that time. Teresa, I swear to God, just looks like a brat. She just, like, there's a whole thing about her of happiness as opposed to, the like, the, this, the shit show that she has been given over the last couple of months with all the sickness and just the cars and just you name it. It's been really... A lot of work. I know that you've been dealing with a lot. Yeah.
1: Thank you. And
2: you deserved that weekend. Thank you. And it, it Even if it all goes to hell tomorrow. Yeah, it doesn't matter. This 24-hour yeah. window is amazing. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, we learned that, you know, sometimes being really cool comes with serious yep. sacrifices, mm-hmm. like physical body injury. Yep. Uh, and uh, we learned that graphic novels are awesome. Yeah. And we have two meetups that we want to share. Uh, The first one is a Chicago One Bad Mother meetup. It is planned for 10 a.m. on April 30th for the Chicagoland area at the Brookfield Zoo. The event details are on the One Bad Mother Chicagoland subgroup, the OBM Chicagoland subgroup Facebook page, also, we have a One Bad Mother meetup in the L.A. area. Yeah. Teresa and I are going to be going to We're this. We're totally going. We are totally doing this. It is Sunday, May 1st, 5.30 p.m., at the Everson Royce Bar in downtown L.A. If you can't
1: tell, it's a
2: no-kids meet It's a
1: no-kids event. (laughs) It's a bar. Although, I guess, like, if you want to bring your baby. none of us are going to judge you. We don't give two shits. Yeah, we don't care if you want to bring your baby. (laughs) We don't care. Yeah,
2: exactly. But this isn't a playground meetup per se. Bring an activity or iPad for your child.
1: Uh, But anyway, (laughs) it's... Or a boob.
2: (laughs) Or a boob. Yeah, whatever. Uh, And uh, you can find out more in the Los Angeles area, One Bad Mother group. But again, that's going to be 530, uh, Sunday, May 1st. And if you can RSVP to this through the group, that would be really helpful just so we can they can have enough space at the bar for us. Yeah. Uh, and again, as always, if you have a meetup that you want us to announce uh, for One Bad Parents to get together, uh, just email us at onebadmother at maximumfun.org and you can also use that same email address to let us know if you have suggestions for topics or guests that you want to uh, make sure we check out
1: yeah and you guys we have a jumbotron on this show which has yet to be used but it's kind of awesome and Mother's Day is coming up so mm-hmm. if you want to buy a special Happy Mother's Day message or if you're getting ready for June you want to do a Happy Father's Day message Um We are here for you, and all you have to do is go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Uh, Personal messages are $100. Uh, You tell us what you want us to say, and we will say it. Yeah. And we'll make it fun.
2: Yeah, we will. Um. You can also join us at our public or private Facebook groups. Just search for One Bad Mother, and you will find us. Uh, We'd
1: love to have you join us there. You can get a weekly affirmation from us. We'll tell you what a good job you're doing and give you a link to the week's new episode as soon as it's been released. You just go to MaximumFun.org, click on One Bad Mother. The link to our mailing list is in every episode post.
2: You can also follow us on Twitter, One Bad Mothers or Biz Ellis, or Teresa Thorne. And as always, we'd love for you to come over to our iTunes page and review the show if you haven't already.
1: Yeah, that would be really awesome, you guys. That would be like a little Mother's Day present.
2: That would be. It would.
1: Um, And tell a friend about the show. That would be nice. Yeah,
2: you guys could talk about sand. Yeah, And then... Talk about the show. Yeah. You'll never believe who was talking about sand the other day. These two insane women that we listen to. You know,
1: if you want to talk to a friend about sand, but you're not sure how to bring it up, (laughs) just recommend the show. And then maybe that will kind of like break the ice for you. And then you can finally, you know, really get into some sand talk.
2: That's right. Just know that universally everybody fucking hates sand in their house. (laughs) Just let's just all appreciate that. Everybody, you guys are doing an amazing job. Yeah, and you guys are getting really good at Oh this. my god, you're getting really good at this. That for example, vomit cleanup. I'm getting so good at that. Yeah, you're getting really good yeah, at that. Stefan and I are nailing that. Teresa, mm-hmm. you are doing a good job. Thank you, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
5: I got to slow down Mama Blues, I gotta slow down Mama Blues, got to low down Mama blues. low down Mama blues, got to low down Mama blues, gotta low down mama blues, got to down mama blues. You know that right.